0: What I like to tell them is, look, fifteen, twenty years from now, you're you're going to be married to her and not her mom, or you're going to be married to him and not his mom. So you two talk about what works for your day. This day isn't about her mom or his mom or whatever.
1: Are you planning a Jewish or interfaith wedding? Are you lost on where to even begin planning the ceremony? let alone finding a rabbi to help you? Well, it doesn't matter whether one of you is Jewish or you're both Jewish, you deserve a guide. So take a deep breath, I promise it will all be okay. Welcome to Your Jewish Wedding with Rabbi Leanne. Here, I can be everyone's rabbi, (laughs) yours too. My guests and I will share everything we know to help make your Jewish or interfaith wedding full of tradition, and perfectly yours.
0: And talk to everybody!
1: Well, welcome, everyone, to your Jewish Wedding Podcast. It is so wonderful to be here with you today. I am in my office trying to stay cozy. It's that kind of chilly outside where it's kind of hard to warm up, I think. If your podcast feed has been afflicted by the Your Jewish Wedding podcast, you have my close personal friend, DJ Sneed, to thank for that. And he is here on the show today. Welcome, DJ Sneed.
0: Thank you. Thank you. uh, I'm honored to be here. Oh, my gosh. It's such an honor for me.
1: It's so wonderful. He is a big deal in in the world of podcasting. So if you just want to hear more DJs need, go to the Let's Get Booked podcast. He talks with all kinds of wedding pros and he uh, harassed me to start podcasting. Like when was this back this summer? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And you were like, just try it. It's not that hard. That's false. It's not that easy. It's actually not that easy, but, um, thanks to you. I have learned a lot and, so, uh, so and I really appreciate it.
0: The thing is sometimes you got to realize that people believe in you more than yourself. Right. And so then after you see that and you see how much they believe in you, then that step out on faith is, is that much greater, you know, the, like it's always you got to start somewhere. And I'm so happy. I was able to, uh, give you the ammunition to start and uh, it's been amazing. I've, I actually really listen to it, even though I'm not really? coach, but I do love all y'all. Might as well talk to everybody. Oh. And I'm getting the lingo down and everything. But I, I just, it's been such an honor to see the growth in you and your podcast and your brand. And I'm just so happy I'm able to watch it from afar. Well,
1: real. that's some serious, that's some serious wisdom you just dropped. in And I feel like it's very, it's very, very dad energy. like I believe in you
0: (laughs) 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 listen I have been going hard on the dad energy the dad jokes is getting worse as I get older so I
1: think you know it's it's not an easy world to live in And I don't think there's a single person who could not benefit from some dad energy or some mom energy, which I told you I try to bring to all my couples just a little bit like I'm here for you and I'm here to like take care of you and you know everything's going to be okay. And (laughs) that's what you've really been for me and for and for my podcast, even though I haven't had you on yet. So, but. Buckle up, everybody, because the uh, soothing tones of DJ Sneed's voice, I hope, will be a regular feature on this podcast, (laughs) um, even though he is still learning a lot about Jewish weddings, too. But maybe that's (laughs) maybe that's for the best. So uh, Sneed, you and I have been talking about our our thoughts and our ambitions, possibly for the future. Yeah. And you mentioned to me that you were thinking about uh, some personal writing projects. And yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> about, about your experiences and your knowledge about the way that music transforms an event.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I can say this because I know I am definitely a minority in this field. I I wake up with a song in my head every morning. Like seriously, okay? It could be the same song. It could be a different song. But every morning I wake up with a song in my head. And I just realized how much my life is surrounded by music. And I'm not sure if you're one of those people who tie experiences in your life back to a in reference of a song. That's me. Like, literally, like, if a song comes on, I remember where I was, who I was with, what happened like during that time. I and think
1: that's like one of the most basic of human instincts. You think so? I do. I think that's a, our senses. Not not so much sound. I think probably it's more like you know you smell the the cookies and you're transported to your grandma's kitchen or yeah you I know see that. you yeah. Uh, however, uh, tunes are really important actually in Jewish tradition. When the holiday changes, when the time of year changes, the way that we sing prayers and synagogue changes. Mm. So they there's know. a yeah there's yeah so now you know there, there's a particular tune for example for the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur prayers. So uh-huh. even if you don't understand the words, when you hear that melody, yeah. uh, you're like you something at least for me something in your soul kind of settles into like okay we're at this time of year we're at new beginnings right. we're okay. it, we're all gathering back you know and I think that's very intentional for yeah. uh, scattered people. Yeah. However, you know, lives are scattered, and so I think that that's also a human instinct to have like a wedding song, or yeah, or yeah. you know, there are songs that I used to that I used to sing to my babies when mm-hmm. they were little, and that it, when I hear them, I feel mm-hmm. emotional. So,
0: you know, it, it's funny you say that because as you say that, I think about this. I think about when people reach out to me and they're like, "Need," um, so I'm. I've booked a couple we're talking We're we're in a, one of our consultation sessions and they say, hey, um, what song should we walk down the aisle to or what song should we, you know, what should be our recessional song or what should be our first dance song? And I always tell them this. I'm married. You know, I've been married 15 years. I've Congratulations. already. Thank you. I've already had my day. So me choosing a song for you is unfair. <laughs> um, This song has to be for you. It's close to you. Yeah. You know, because I could pick a song that him and his ex-girl used to listen to all the time. You, oh my God, why would you pick that song? Well, you asked me to pick a song, and this is the song that I pick for you. You know, so music is very selective, it's subjective to you and your experiences, right?
1: Even if it's a perfectly lovely song, it might not be right. Anything right. anywhere approaching good at all to that couple.
0: I mean, there's so many songs out there that have this great the 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 craziest. Um, back to undertones to them, you know, like ace, how long love that song. Okay. If you get a chance to listen to it, please listen to it. If you're, if you're under my voice right now, just type in Spotify, wherever Apple music title, Google, whatever type in ACE, ACE, how long. Okay. Amazing song. Okay. Right. So the lyrics. yeah. Yeah. How long has this been going on? Right. Okay. It's not what you think it is. It's not about a woman cheating on a man, right? It's about an old bandmate was messing around with another band behind their back.
1: Oh, so it is that kind
0: of. Well, yeah, kind of. So he was practicing and and rocking out with another band behind Ace's back, and they kicked him out the group. They wrote a song about it, and the song just turned into this mega hit. How long Mm. has this been going on? And they're talking in the lyrics about how, you know, we used to rock out and do stuff together. Mm -hmm. Then you Mm -hmm. played us, you left us.
1: Yeah. It does sound like a breakup.
0: Oh, it is. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it
1: sounds like a, like a romantic relationship, but obviously it's, you know, but that energy that they put into writing that song, like I feel like probably affects the song itself
0: for sure. Yeah, sure. But think about this as a DJ, so me, my, mm, yes, my profession is in in music, right? Yes. So if somebody asks me for my opinion, I'm only going to give them an opinion from a music standpoint. I'm not right. talking from a personal standpoint because right. I barely know you. Um, We just met three meetings ago. You've told yeah. me a little bit about your life and this and that and this and that, but I don't know you, you, right. you know? And so if I think about it, it's unfair for me to tell you okay. what you should walk down now. I think yeah. I'm very qualified to give you right. some some examples or you know right. here I think you know listen to this. Let me know what you think. This and that and this and that. But some people that they're, they're just like you're the professional you do it and it's just unfair.
1: But do you do damage control? Like if you know something about the song, do you warn the couple that it's something that they might not want?
0: I do. Um I have been I've been more known to, so if I'm talking to a couple, and I'm asking them, so for instance, what kind of music do you listen to? What's your favorite mm-hmm. genre? Who's right. your favorite artist? Mm-hmm. Um, tell me artists you don't like. Um, who's what's the last concert you went to?
1: Uh-huh. Because that,
0: that can tell you a lot too. You
1: oh know? my gosh, um, I I had a couple. Can I? I'm sorry. I'm like no, totally you're interrupting. You're my one of my September couples in Pittsburgh. We had actually been at the same concert in Pittsburgh uh-huh. that summer. I had been at like in the section next to my bride and groom with my daughter at the concert. Uh-huh. And I I knew that she liked this band. But I also know that as a couple, they're the kind of couple who does things. You know, there are couples that do things and couples who don't do things.
0: Right. Like on
1: the weekends, my sister's like canoeing and going to whatever, you know, (laughs) activity. I don't do things. Right. But this is a couple who like they do things. That's one of the things they that defines their relationship is like family fun time, you know? Yeah. And so I knew they liked the band, but whatever. And she walked down the aisle to one of their songs. And this was not this is not it was a Paramore concert. You would oh. not expect her any bride to walk down the aisle to a or right, song, right? But but it really, I mean, she was so emotional, and so were her guests. So there was clearly like some backstory there, or whatever. But right. asking about that concert, like, would have absolutely done it for you,
0: right? Yeah. I, see, and and that's my thing because I try to take away the 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 personal connect mm-hmm. to it, you know, because mm-hmm. like, there's certain songs. So yeah. I'm gonna let you in on a secret, and I don't care. I'll tell everybody. I'll I am a huge Michael Jackson fan. Okay. I don't care what you say. Michael's the greatest. There's nobody who
1: hates on Michael Jackson.
0: Oh, plenty of people. Come on,
1: stop.
0: but I'll say this. There's three Michael Jackson songs. I can never listen to again. Okay. I'm talking about once they come on, I'm a wreck.
1: Oh, Oh, it's emotional. Oh man. You're in a space and you're not getting out.
0: Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Like, if, if if they start playing right now, I would have to hang up. Like, look, I can't do this. I, I got to go because this is not good.
1: You want to tell I, us what they are?
0: I can't tell you. Well, you, you know, I don't care. I'll tell you. So song number one is Music and Me.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Song number two is a song called Almost There, which hands down is the greatest song that's ever been recorded in history.
1: Ooh,
0: the song is called almost there.
1: I hope all y'all are going, looking this up on your Spotify. <laughs> also,
0: no matter how hard the times may seem, don't give up our plan. Mm. Don't give up your dreams. Like, come on.
1: No, you're putting yourself oh, there. Stop. Okay. Man, rewind. See,
0: <laughs> no, let me stop. But now, <laughs> and then, um, the third song honestly is. Uh,
1: you don't have to say I, w- it.
0: I will say Ben, like, like Ben. You know, been yeah. the two of us. You know about the pet Ooh. rat.
1: Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: So th- those hurt, and so my thing is, if somebody ever asked me to play one of those three songs mm-hmm. as a part of their big day, it mm-hmm. would be very, yeah. very, very, very hard for me to do. Got something. it.
1: Very Has hard. anybody ever asked you? Those are no, that's those are no. pretty obscure.
0: Yeah, because I don't Jesus. like. I'm the Michael Jackson fan that doesn't like, like I hate Man in a Mirror.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I just I don't like it. I don't like Thriller. I don't like Billie Jean is cool. Yeah. um, Bad is cool. Like, I don't but like it's... Michael's big major hits. I like Michael's B-sides.
1: Oh, you sound like my kids with Taylor Swift.
0: Probably, see? They're like, there there
1: is. Is. yeah. Yeah. yeah we, really... They don't
0: they don't want to go here. I'll stay out too late. They don't <laughs> no. want to hear that.
1: No. I mean, that's, yeah. So anyway, but there, <laughs> so there are songs that like you, you have like this, like gut punch reaction to, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So are you also asking couples, do you want to feel some kind of way during certain t- events at your wedding?
0: Yeah. So what I do is this. I say, hey, if you had a choice, if you had an option, what would your option look like? Do you want everybody dancing? Do you want everybody chilled? Or do you want everybody just feeling comfortable in their environment? Yeah. Now their environment changes when alcoholism is is provided.
1: Yes. You know? And, and that's-, that's what sucks. Correct.
0: Um, Correct. So,
1: and I think so. it's difficult too, just the alcohol. Con- I'm hoping actually to do two episodes on alcohol at weddings Ooh. one like pro and one con. Yeah. And like, you know from a jewish perspective but also people's experiences but i think that the vibe these days is like we want a party and we want a dance party sure. and i think a lot of people don't actually have dance party acquaintances Ooh. you know they the people they've got like this vision of their wedding but the people that exist in their life mm-hmm. are not dance party people Man. like for example if you told me i want you to be the head of a dance party i would be like
0: What time is it over? (laughs) I mean, maybe hire somebody else,
1: even if you're talking to me for matron of honor. Okay. It's just not going to happen. Right. And I think a lot of people, um, sort of want that. And I think it's important for them to remember that you can't make things happen (laughs) with your music. right? However, if they give you a cue or like a trigger, then, Mm. then, then you can
0: see music is that emotion where you don't remember much about it. You just remember how it made you feel, right? And so, when you talk to somebody and they say, "Hey, we we're gonna be dancing all night. We are gonna be rocking," you gotta remember that your maid of honor is, or, or let's just say your matron of honor is seven months pregnant. She's been with you since seven a.m. It's now nine thirty, and your reception isn't over until eleven. Her feet are swollen. She's she's hangry um the baby's been kicking her um she's tired and she just she's ready to go and you're just you're just looking at her like come on
1: let's rock let's do it Nah, yeah. she's tired right
0: um know your audience like honestly right.
1: so and, yeah so the importance of having a professional who like actually looks at the other humans in the room yeah <laughs> which is yeah. also the argument against just queuing up a playlist right
0: yeah i mean you got to look at it these people well, obviously it's their day off
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know they took their day and they said hey this day is set aside for you
1: god bless them
0: yeah and then not only that it's like hey some people have to deal with getting a daycare i mean getting somebody to take care of the kids while they're with you the yeah, whole day yeah. and what if your wedding is no kids and now my right. kids aren't here with me i've been away from them all day and it's just it's a lot of things that that comes with it. Yeah. But I think a lot of hype dream is the dance floor is going to be packed all night. I think the dance floor can be packed all night. Do you? But that's really dependent on you. The bride and groom. You yes, set the standard. Your, you set the standard uh, and your bridal party
1: and your people. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, yeah. If, if your guest list is 100 people and 75 of them are over the age of 60.
1: Probably not.
0: We're not rocking. It's probably all that.
1: not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know what I really wanted to talk to you about, and what I really wanted to ask you about, is just to say, first of all, you know, this conversation that we've been having, this is what everybody thinks about when they're thinking about music for their wedding. You know, mm-hmm. you ask, "What about music for your wedding?" and their minds automatically go right to the party. Yeah. Most people, when they're planning their wedding, they're excited to plan the party, right? What they're usually not thinking about. Need is that ceremony, and that's kind of what I speak to. And I think that's why there aren't there aren't so many podcasts about like the ceremony, kind of like what I do, because people just are not. It feels like a little bit of a sad trumpet, like kind of (laughs) moment where like they're like, okay, but that's not the fun part. However, the power of music does not change one bit. Yeah. Yeah, depending on whether it's the ceremony or the reception, so. What would you want people to consider? Because I know in Jewish weddings, like the processional is different than in other weddings, but it still involves, you know, moms and dads, family members, bridesmaids, all that stuff. And it is sort of a a heavy, it can be sort of a heavy moment. So what do you want people to think about or or what have you observed in terms of really being mindful about that music that happens during the ceremony?
0: Yeah, I think ultimately. You got to know your vibe. So are you looking for the wow factor? Are you looking for the all factor or are you looking for the, the funny comedy? Like I've seen people do the, uh, what's the, the flower boy instead of a uh, flower girl.
1: Yeah. He's got like a beer man. holster.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a grown man walking out. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. People are going to laugh at that. This and that. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately too, you got to know your space, right? So I did a wedding this past summer. It was an outside ceremony and the wind was knocking. I mean, the wind, it was horrible. I'm not going to lie. Um, Even with my mics, it was just, what could, can you do? Nothing. Yeah. You, there was nothing that I could do literally. And the the objective of the ceremony was to play um, to play a song that was a tribute to her father as she walked down the aisle. Oh. And so I'm like, all right, cool. And it was one of those. Hey, don't we don't want anybody. It's an unplugged ceremony. We don't want anybody taking pictures. Put your phones up, this and that and this and that. Well, the guest couldn't hear as the officiant was like, hey. If everybody could put their phones up, they couldn't hear because it was just horrible wind howling and, but they could hear the music. So when the music comes on, you know, they knew, Hey, you know, stand up this and that, but they stand up and everybody's taking pictures, but we've told them that it's an unplugged wedding. And then it, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. But I think ultimately when, when you think about what's to come and what is the, recessional so as we're coming back down the aisle i want people to think about what is that meaning because that recessional right there for me that recessional right there sets the tone for the rest of the night
1: okay right so So going into the party
0: going into the party exactly Mm because normally after that we're going straight in the cocktail hour and you know i'm going to play some tunes for everybody there you and your bridal party you're going to be gone taking pictures and Family will be out taking pictures with you guys. So the mm-hmm. cocktail hours for your fan uh, for your friends um, and not immediate family, but, you know, friends and, you know, your parents, old neighbors growing up, co-workers, stuff like that. So I, I look at the recessional as the first song to get everybody into the mood for what's going to be for tonight. I used to I usually ask people something, do something upbeat, do something fun, happy, you know. Um, depending on what drama uh, drama genre <laughs> you want, I can help you with that. Like I said, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I can give you some suggestions to right. To, but
1: right. You know, it should me. be something like it, you. You really don't want to choose off of like a list. You know, it, uh, I I try to tell people like you can have a Jewish wedding and it can still be really Jewish, um, even if lots of parts are customized. And in fact, like the most important part of the the most jewish part of the wedding is uh the joy that people feel yeah and so just because you might think of stereotypically this song that you're supposed to walk down the aisle to if it doesn't fit you that would like ruin the vibe for everyone mm-hmm. i think because they they would feel like they're sort of they walked into this social construct that they really don't yeah. fit
0: yeah yeah.
1: Do you ever have have you ever met resistance from um like parents or officiants about songs like during the ceremony or I mean I know like there's a there's a question of propriety during um yeah during the reception sometimes but have yeah. you ever had any resistance or like disagreements you know we you have to go down to the wedding march or whatever.
0: <laughs> nah, no, I I have definitely um so for me The resistance was at the rehearsal. Okay. And what it was is, I don't know if Mother the Bride was superstitious, but Mm -hmm. I play the song that she's walking down the aisle to tomorrow tonight.
1: You know, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And That makes a lot
1: of sense to me.
0: (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I won't do that. And then across, oh. the like, it
1: doesn't matter, Mom does
0: not And she's like, no, it does matter
1: now, I don't know this Jewish cup. That sounds like a Jewish superstition which we really? affectionately refer to, refer to as a Jew superstition. That's something that, because <laughs> you saw, I was like, you know what? That's a good point. You shouldn't do that. So Jewish couples, if you know of this as a custom that you've heard of, like for Jewish weddings, that you don't play the wedding music or the or the processional music during the rehearsal dinner, yeah. email me at your podcast at gmail.com. And please let me know where to look for more. I would love to hear and share it with DJ need. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. And And I was like, you know what? That's. Okay, I could see that. It's kind of like the whole, you don't want him to see you before you walk down the aisle. I know. So let's keep that a surprise as well. What oh, keep the song for. a surprise. Yeah. Have
1: you ever had a couple where one member of the couple was not really involved in the music and was unpleasantly surprised? Oh, yeah. Have now, you?
0: <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not lying. I did a wedding this past year, and I literally met with this couple once. Um, and that's not normal for me. Like I usually meet with my couples at least five, six times. Right?
1: Wow. Wow. Five or six times. Yeah. I don't think they pay you enough for that personally. What a a mensch. This guy, what a mensch. Okay.
0: (laughs) But now, so they, um, so I met with them once, no lie, once, one time. Mm -hmm. And from that one time, I mean, I, I think I nailed it. I mean, they, they sure. loved what what I the output of what came of that one meeting. Obviously. And I was able to give them the night that they deserved. Okay. And, you know, I like pressure, though. I really do. Yeah. Well, I, I did a wedding once. Look, I got to tell the story. Please. I did a wedding once. I will never forget this. The couple came to me and they said, hey, we want a different wedding. And I'm like, I like okay, different. They okay. said you cannot challenge play, accepted. Yeah, you cannot play yeah. any song that is nineteen seventy nine and younger. So everything had to be nineteen seventy-nine back.
1: Ooh, that is a challenge.
0: Huge challenge. And I'm gonna tell yes. you why. Because back in the early days, 1940, 50, 60. Those songs was only like two and a half minutes long.
1: Oh, right, right. Because so, they were I sort mean, of made for TV, like that. Yeah, it was like the weekly, the Sunday dance shows and stuff. They would exactly, have the, yes, yeah. exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I did a lot. That's that's honestly, without that wedding, um, I wouldn't be where I'm I am today. I'm not even yeah. gonna lie, oh. um, because it taught me a lot about preparation.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah.
0: You got to prepare. And as a DJ, you got to know when to cut this song off, when it's time, when it, you know, Hey, we got to move along. We got to keep this night flowing, keep it going, different things like that. And there's
1: almost no downside to being prepared.
0: Oh, not at all. With
1: like every, with every single song. Have you, okay. So have you ever. Did you know, for example, okay, that the wedding march, the da 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 da, da, yeah, da yeah. Okay, it was written by Wagner, I think. Okay. Who was like super anti-Semitic? Oh, wow. Yeah. So have you ever like encountered anything where people are like, this goes this actually goes against our values? Like that you can't play during the ceremony. Like if you do that, it'll be like super offensive to us.
0: Um, I don't think I have. I do know there was a um, groom once that he wanted to come down the aisle to, it was like some death metal, like some crazy uh-huh. like, real metal. And then like yeah. the bride's like, no. Yeah. She's like, actually, you're not walking down to anything. You just come from the side with the officiant and stand there.
1: I mean, and- I think something that like social media has done, and I talk about this on basically every episode, okay, is that okay. what you know? wedding social media has thrived on the idea that this wedding day is all about you Mm -hmm. and it is ultra personalized to whatever you want. So you have, I don't know if you've seen this piano guy on Instagram and you'll write him and you'll say like, can you please do a piano arrangement of a mashup between the Pokemon theme song and Metallica (laughs) and (laughs) the blues clues. We've got (laughs) male jingo? (laughs) jingle." And he's like, sure. And he does the thing. And, and the thing is that like, it seems kind of fun and it's ultra personalized, but at a certain point, like your wedding is about your guests interaction with Mm -hmm. you. Right, They're there to witness you and to be fully present in that story. And that's kind of thing I like to talk about is like, will this fit into the story of your wedding day? Yeah. Or will it be super disjointed and if it's going to be disjointed like is that what you're trying to achieve maybe you are doing the ceremony like for grandma mm-hmm. and you don't really care
0: Right. and so
1: in that case but anybody who's listening who's planning a wedding don't think for a second that all of this information is is not something that your dj wants to hear
0: <laughs> right
1: because right. you're talking to a guy like dj sneed who he he doesn't play music on playlists at your wedding that's no. not what he does no. he Gets to know you yeah. and he has a deeper relationship with music than 99% of the people. And he's going to plan your ceremony music based on what he, the vibe he gets from you that you need and yeah. and what he thinks your crowd needs too yeah. to be super present. Yeah. So is there anything that you have learned from a couple in terms of their attachments to specific songs that has surprised you?
0: Yeah, I I've realized that a lot of people take um into consideration how elder statesmen and how their elders will feel in the song choices that they have. Um and it's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? Like like sometimes I think about my grandma's past, but if if my grandma was alive, she would definitely um she wouldn't care, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she Mm -hmm. didn't care, you know, Mm -hmm. at at my wedding. And she didn't at at my wedding. I mean, we had a, a lady playing a violin as we walked down the aisle. So that was different. But
1: oh, um,
0: I mean, you're talking 15 years ago. So I was
1: going to say that was different back then, but I know your wife, she is on trend
0: for sure.
1: She's the lead. She's the leader of trends actually.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, ultimately there, there's something to be said about couples who take, um who 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 take the advice of others and not plan themselves what I like to tell them is look 15 20 years from now you're you're going to be married to her and not her mom or you're going to be married to him and not his mom so you two talk about what works for your day this day isn't about her mom or his mom or whatever um and sometimes that's not the the correct thing to say especially you know in in other cultures or different things where they they value the input of of you know older people and they want to you know celebrate their heritage um i've never i've i've never wanted to come in between you know a couple or a family or you know if you give me a vibe then i'm going to suggest a certain vibe to you you can't come to me and say hey you know we love country music, and then I'm sitting here telling you a whole bunch of pop songs, or rock songs, or hip. Correct. Hop
1: songs, yeah.
0: Different things like that.
1: Well, I let me tell you something that I hope will empower you, because I don't know how many Jewish weddings you've played.
0: Um. But. <laughs> okay. I, a I, lot I, of. I probably have. Done a wedding or two of someone who was Jewish, but it was not sure. a Jewish. Themed wedding.
1: Well, let me. I I tell my podcast listeners that I'm empowering them with four magic words in case they meet any contention from anyone when planning their wedding Mm -hmm. around the ceremony, especially the the four magic words are Rabbi Leanne says no. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So I am just empowering them with that. If if they meet any resistance in that way, so I'm going to empower you with that also. Just from my from my standpoint. If you encounter a Jewish couple and they're like, well, my mother says you have to play this song going down the aisle, you can simply tell them Rabbi Leanne says no. But (laughs) also, you know, I think that you I think that it's good for couples to have somebody like that to lean on for them to say, DJ Sneed says no. Yeah, he can't do that. Like whatever. But I I will also tell you part of this empowerment session (laughs) is that there are no requirements for songs for a Jewish wedding. They're, gotcha. they just aren't. And anybody who feels like they are, maybe it's a requirement in their heart. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to do some work around like accepting that that's like a thing, but it's, it's really not a thing. And so I just want to encourage any couple who's listening to really ask themselves, what will make me feel the way I want to feel.
0: Mm-hmm
1: going down the aisle, coming back from the aisle, like while I'm circling at dif- different parts in the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I want you, if you are looking for a DJ or if you are hiring the violin like Mrs. Sneed did, to really ask those, give, give your music professionals the opportunity to display their knowledge of lyrics and connotations and yeah. the way that songs make people feel and and help you with that because you might discover something, that a, a connection or an emotion that mm-hmm. you didn't really know existed. Mm-hmm. You know, so have you ever had, I know that you had a bride coming down the aisle to a song that was connected to her dad. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else, like any other stories of anything really unique about songs that you played or observed during the ceremony that you just... Want to give us an example of something that that the listeners of this podcast can help expand yeah. their their conception of what that might be?
0: Yeah, I did a wedding once. There was a um, there was a bride. Her sister had passed away, and she wanted her sisters. She wanted to walk down the aisle to her sister's favorite song. And there was one part of the song that she loved the most. And that part was probably literally like 25 seconds. And she says, Sneed, could you do me a big favor? I want to walk down the aisle to this song. It's only 25 seconds of the song and it's going to take me. It's going to take me a, a, at least a minute to walk down. Could you, you know, loop it back? Could you, can you do something with that? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I can definitely do that. Of course, Of course. So, um i I like i like everything being tailored to you like don't always tell my couples let's do something that you ain't never seen done before it's your day and i want if you got married last weekend i want christmas day when you meet up with the family they're still talking about your wedding i want new year they're still talking about your wedding I want fourth of July, they're still talking. Like those are the kind of memories that I want to help create with my bride and grooms. Um, I mean, but ultimately the more personalized it is, the better awe factor we're gonna get from those.
1: Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to ask. Like I think there's a little bit of the culture of like, we're hiring professionals. We don't wanna disrespect DJ Snead, or we don't wanna disrespect Rabbi Leanne by asking for something different than whatever. Um Don't assume, don't be afraid to ask people for what you want, because I think those of us in the wedding industry in particular, we're there because we love these couples almost as if we were like their family. Our our desire for them to have a day that is so meaningful to them in every moment that they wanted is actually probably more intense than some of their guests. Like, let's be real. Like, it's you know, we, we really, we only take on couples if we've met them and we're like, we, we want the absolute best for you, best of the best with your wedding. And so don't assume things, you know, what happens when you assume things, everybody, (laughs) uh, don't assume things about DJ Sneed based on, you know, who he is or the weddings he's done. And the same Mm -hmm. with, with all the professionals in your wedding, you know, don't be afraid to ask for what's important to you. Um, and yeah, try, try to think about, what will give you the best experience?
0: Let let me expand on that a little bit too. I, I will give this advice: let the professionals be professionals. My thing is, if you hire in DJ Red, and he is your your friend's cousin who said he would do it, you know, I mean, I don't know if DJ Red how you know how he does his business or conducts, but. Sometimes you get what you pay for, okay. you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm going to use this analogy because this is how I, I personally live my life. I'm not going to a car lot mm-hmm. and getting advice about a car from somebody who doesn't drive, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't even have a license right. and you're trying to give me advice right. about a car. Right. Um. So my thing is let the professionals be professionals you're calling them and asking them for their opinion, and they give them, make them earn their pay. And right. as a professional, if you're listening, just don't don't cheat the game. Like give these people what they want. This is the most important day of their life, or one of them. Give them the day that they deserve. Give them the opportunity to 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 live out their dream you only get married. One- you're supposed to only get married once. <laughs> I'm that's not- the
1: intention, right? Yeah. God willing. That's the intention. Yeah. Yes. So,
0: so my thing is let's give them, let let's give them the day that they've always dreamed of.
1: Right. And when, if you're a couple, you know, hire somebody that you can ask yourself if something unexpected happens, do mm-hmm. I trust this person to handle things and to take care of me? Yeah. Because I think that that's, you know, whether you're talking about music and creating the right mood or you're talking about the rabbi when the wind kicks up really badly. I hope the officiant did something to sort of make that situation a little better. Right. The unexpected always happens.
0: Always. Listen, I don't know if you if I've told you this before on my podcast, but I always come with three backups. Literally. So every oh, of like what your computer every, Every event I do, I come with three of everything. So I'm coming with two laptops and I come with a phone. My phone is worst case scenario, right? I'm coming with RCA cables. I'm coming with quarter inch cables. I'm coming with XLR cables. Um, I'm coming with three different speakers just in case one blows. Um, A amp blows. Like I literally learned my lesson the hard way. I was doing an event. It was like one of my first events ever speaker blows.
1: Oh, no.
0: Luckily for me, there was a dude at the party. It was a pool party. Dude was at the party and was like, hey, I think your speaker blew. I'm a DJ and I live right there. Let me go grab you a speaker.
1: See, someone was looking out for you. Yeah. Someone, one of the higher ups, you know what you I mean? You know it.
0: You know yeah, it. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and from that day forth, I said, I will never be in this. I will never do this again. So I always come prepared.
1: Well, you so, listen, we, we said it at the beginning of the episode, let's say it now that is dad energy because everybody <laughs> makes real. fun of like the airport dad for getting there four hours early, yeah. but who saves you when you forgot something exactly. yes, the, the true pros. know. I like, yep. and it's, it's very much mom energy too, right? With the giant bag. Yep. I come to weddings with three giant bags and people were like, what's in there. You're just officiating the ceremony. I'm like, just officiating the ceremony. <laughs> friend." I got backups of everything. I got an extra kiddish cup. They're like, we have a kiddish cup. I'm like, yeah, but you might've forgotten it at the hotel. Exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, yep. you know, think of. I just want you guys to hire people for your wedding, and this is aside from the topic of music, but it's but music is included that you really trust to mm-hmm. get to know you well enough to make sure that your day is what it needs to be, and who really listens you. You hire a DJ like Rabbi like Rabbi Sneed.
0: <laughs> rabbi Uh-oh. Sneed. Oh, we, we could
1: make you an honorary rabbi.
0: <laughs> you you hire
1: a DJ like DJ Sneed. He is in the business of getting to know you and caring about you enough to yeah. not only do what you ask him to do, but he's in the business of making new memories for you. For sure. Which I hope is what what I'm in the business of too. And you know, not to knock the reception. Again, we're coming full circle, but that ceremony is really important. And I it's know that you important. have something to tell people. Don't sleep on the music for your ceremony, right?
0: For real. Listen, the ceremony sets the tone for the day. So think about it. If you're at a ceremony and the wrong song is played as your girl walk down the aisle, think about what else can go wrong. Because that's the easiest thing. For me as a DJ, I got three songs, okay? I got what your bridal party's coming down the aisle to. Right. I got what your bride's coming down to. And I got what the whole wedding party is coming back down the aisle to. Mm-hmm. Normally, th- th- those are my three songs. If you can't get one of those three right, whew, <laughs> good luck. Good Right.
1: Luck. Right. So, you know, thank you in advance for all of the couples who are going to hire you to come <laughs> make their wedding days the most magical, including the chuppah, which yeah. You know, if you're Jewish, especially, hire DJ Need I trust okay. him. He's God willing going to be playing at my daughter's bat mitzvah next year.
0: Oh, no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm so sure. excited.
1: Amazing. I <laughs> actually, right. she was asking me about her party uh-huh. and what plans I had. And I said, I don't really have very many plans except for, um, the synagogue hall and DJ Sneed. And she's like, yeah. oh my gosh, DJ Sneed's coming. Yeah, it's
0: she's going down. so,
1: hire DJ Sneed because you can trust, especially if you have a Jewish wedding, that he is not going to miss a single cultural nah. or ceremony beat because nah. he and I are basically podcasting best friends. Am I right? You
0: got it. You got yeah. it for sure. All right. Sure.
1: So even though I anticipate I hope that you'll agree to come back to the Your Jewish Wedding Podcast many, many times. For sure. Just in case, God forbid, anything terrible happens or people don't listen anymore after this, (laughs) where can they find you and how can they hire you?
0: Oh, man. You can find me. Hit me up. uh, DJSneed.com. Take a look at everything that I have on there. I'm a pretty regular guy. I'm doing extraordinary things. I'm very busy, but I always make time for my people. Uh, So hit me up, social media, Sneeds World. Uh, Hit me up on IG, Twitter, Sneeds World. That's S-N-E-A-D-S, world that you're living in. And um, yeah, I'd love to connect with any of you. And, you know, thank you so much for bringing me on. And I am so honored to be here. It's been a blast.
1: And I will tell you all from personal experience, when you hire DJ Sneed, you're getting a DJ for your big day, but you're getting a friend for life.
0: Oh, that's dope. And what what more could
1: you ever want? All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we will look forward to hearing from you next time. Thank you. Well, everyone, I have had the best time being your rabbi for this episode. I'm so glad you joined me for another little bit of insight into planning your perfect Jewish or interfaith wedding. Until you can smash that glass on your big day, you'd might as well smash that subscribe button for this podcast. I don't want you to miss a single thing. Remember, you can always find me, Rabbi Leanne, on Instagram at at, yourohiorabbi, all one word, for even more tips, tricks, recommendations, and wisdom on Jewish weddings. If you want to work with me on your wedding, You'll find all the info you need at yourohiorabbi.com. Until next time, remember, you deserve the perfect wedding for you. Don't settle for anything less.